Welcome to the Virtual Learning Download, sharing ideas about raising a digital generation. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Hand, from the Radnor Township School District. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining today's podcast. We're calling today's podcast The Connected Home. And the idea behind The Connected Home is we have a lot of people in our homes who are connected. They're connected to each other, but they're also connected online and they're connected to the internet. And today's podcast is about discovering ways that we can help support so many people connected at home, not only for their general use, but also for education. Because as we know, the climate of education has changed in the last six months and will probably continue to change over the next six months as well. I'm joined today by Darla DeMauro, who is a certified professional organizer and owner of Heartwork Organizing, which is based in Wayne. She's a 30-year veteran of remote work, and her latest book, The Upbeat Organized Home Office, focuses on design, productivity, and tech issues related to creating successful work-from-home environments. She's a mom of two girls who attended Wayne Elementary School and are now at Radnor Middle School. She's managed to incorporate, get this, seven desks in her home without it looking like a complete cubicle farm. I'm also joined by Kate Hoffman, who is also an RTSD parent. She has a Radnor Elementary third grader and first grader, as well as a preschooler who will attend RES next school year. Kate is a former school counselor and currently works with schools and nonprofits on communications and planning. So thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. So let, let's jump right in. We're, today we're thinking about the tools that we need at home. We're thinking about the troubleshooting that we might have to do, but also the temperaments that it takes to make it all work. So those are our three T's for our conversation. And Darla, can you kick us off by talking about some of the tools? Let's starting there. Like what should my home internet look like? I used to have something that was just plugged in and whatever Comcast gave me, I thought that that was good enough. What, what is the modern home internet system look like? Right. Well, it might be good enough, but uh, we've never really had to kind of test that like we're having to test it this year. So um, I mentioned that I've been working at home for not a few years, actually a few decades. And I've seen back when we used to have dial up and, you know, now, <laughs> now mm -hmm. the, the world ends if we can't get our email, you know, at the snap of a finger. So um, so these kids are, you know, they're growing up in a different place than we did. Um, I was thinking about what my kids need. They're in middle school. And I think there's there's three basics. Anything else is kind of gravy, but they need a space to work. And for my kids, they can actually sit at a desk all day. So they actually do need a desk. Um, and that desk area has to have the computers and, um, you know, the various things that you would normally have a, at a desk. So they need to have a workstation. Um, they need to have headphones <laughs> because nothing is uh, getting done in our house if we can hear each other. So um, they need to have their headphones. So I'm not listening to their teacher. They're not having to listen to me talk to my clients during the day. So that's the second thing is headphones are a must. Uh, and they come in all different varieties. And then the third thing is you need a functioning Internet. And um, we in this area, we have mostly two carriers. There are some other outliers, but mostly you're either Verizon or Comcast. If you're anything else, you know, this discussion will still help you. 
Um, but if you're finding that your connections are lagging, that people are getting dropped off, that um, everybody's unhappy all the time at how fast things are happening, uh, people don't realize this, but both Verizon and Comcast internet services come in different flavors. And if what you have isn't working for you, I would recommend calling your provider and saying, hey, can I bump it up a little? You know, Or, hey, is my equipment coming into my house older? Does that need an upgrade? There's a whole bunch of things that could be right or wrong with your service. But as much as all of us love to call the phone company or call the cable company, um, it might just be what you need to do this year. So I've noticed when when I'm in my house, I, I had to move my router from downstairs to upstairs as my wife and I started working in in different areas of the home, what was good before. Um, what I've heard some, some families beginning to see that saying, well, I get really good connection in one space, but where my kids are, they're not really well connected and have to move around. What are some of your suggestions and recommendations for that? Yeah. And, you know, we're, most of us are not techies, right? Um, so we don't know this lingo. We don't know that all the pieces and parts necessarily that go into a home internet. And if, if you've been working in a corporation, you probably had somebody dealing with all that for you in your office, but now you have mm -hmm. to kind of do it at home. So um, yeah, th there are potential dead spots in a home if you're working on a wireless connection. And we've been doing wireless for so long now, really over a decade for most people, that we forget that we can actually be wired in. <laughs> and um, you can plug in a, a wire from your connection, whatever that is, right to your computer and it actually improves for the most part improves how fast the connection is and and what your computer can you know can accomplish um it may not be easy because your router like you said scott your router might be in the basement and you're working on the first or second floor so how are you going to get that wire That's exactly where it from was. here to there it may take an electrician um, there's also things called boosters or Wi-Fi extenders. Okay. And again, both Verizon and Comcast have them and they can either ship them to you or tell you what to buy. You can also, if you're techie enough, you can go onto Amazon and just buy an extender. I did that a few years ago. Um, you don't always need these things, right? Um, and I'll tell you a little story. Um, I have one computer out of all of the ones that are in my house. It's kind of the family computer. I had it refurbished a few years ago when I retired it from my business. So it doesn't do all that much. And we knew that. Um, and, and that was on purpose. But we've been doing church on Sundays online. And the la it was fine for months. But the last few weeks, it's been kind of dropping out. And we can't hear the speaker during the service. And it'll lag for like 30 seconds or more. And uh, just a Sunday, I thought, you know what? It feels like a Wi-Fi issue, but I know it's plugged in. I wonder, I just wonder. And I went and got another computer, set it up, went to the same connection, and I had no problem. So, you know, sometimes it's the, the network. Sometimes it's the Internet that's the problem. And sometimes if you have an older computer or if you have a computer that's not... Um, you know, doesn't have all the capabilities that uh, your serious computer has. Uh, it could be the computer. Um, and then sometimes it's the service itself. I know kids in our schools are seeing, you know, there's just days when Schoology doesn't work. <laughs> you know, there's just days when uh, something that they were trying to get to isn't available. We've even um, in the national news, we've had uh, Google outages in the last two weeks and you know, there's no controlling for that. So we've got all these different pieces along the way. It could be the internet, 
itself. It could be the service that you're trying to get to on the internet. It could be the hardware in your home. It could be the Wi-Fi in your home. So sometimes you kind of have to break it down and, and uh, do a little bit of troubleshooting if you are having problems. And if you're not having problems, hey, great, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Now, you had mentioned the idea of extenders and boosters and maybe calling out to our carrier that provides us. So basically what those do are they basically, if I can't move things in my home and don't want to hire the electrician, that it'll help that Wi-Fi signal get to other areas of my house. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It'll literally extend the Wi-Fi signal from, you know, I don't know, 100 feet to 200 feet or, or whatever it is. Um, I live in a 100-year-old home. We have a lot of old homes in this area. My router's in the basement. And to get to my office, it has to go up one floor and through a brick wall. And uh, Wi-Fi signals don't travel in that direction very well. They like to, um, they, they can go through walls, but generally when they have to go through fireplaces or brick walls um, or a very long distance, if you have a very long hallway and you put your office at the end of that hallway and your router's on the other side of the house, um, you might have problems. So it seems like coverage is one of, one of those areas, making sure that my entire house is sort of blanketed with Wi-Fi. But you also mentioned speed. And I think is you have more people getting online at the same time. And Kate, I don't know if you've experienced that, having multiple people online at the same time. Um, have you seen any differences, Kate, in your house about that it was maybe fine before and then everyone's on at the same time? Yeah, so um, Darla, thank you so much for describing your troubleshooting process around your computer and sharing that story there. Um, wondering if you have a, uh, a tip for, you know, if you're the parent home as I, as I am, I'm working from home, but then all of a sudden, you know, there's a technical issue and you hear usually one of my girls, mom, and go running into the room where they're set up and there is, you know, there is a problem, either Schoology won't work or the device won't connect. Um, is there a uh, kind of way that you troubleshoot or uh, steps that you go through to try to identify the problem in the moment? Yeah, I do. Um, so the, the first thing is to, and this is going to seem really basic, but log on early. Um, and this is, I think, a life skill that I'm really teaching my girls. And I think a lot of kids are learning right now is, you know, we don't have a commute. We expect, oh, we're just going to click a button and we'll be connected. But sometimes it's not that easy. You don't have the link or, you know, there is a connection problem or just a number of different things. So log on early. Um, and that way, when you do run into a glitch, then you have the time to troubleshoot it. Um, the second thing is, <laughs> this is going to maybe sound a little funny, but I don't trust my kids to know when they're supposed to be where. So <laughs> if they tell me I'm having trouble logging on, the class isn't connecting, whatever it is, I always ask them, show me what you're supposed to be doing right now because they might be trying to log into the wrong class at the wrong time, or uh, they haven't seen, you know, Schoology is very rich in where information can be stored. And so maybe they're clicking on an old link and they haven't gotten the new link or just whatever it is. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't trust them to exactly know what it is that they should be doing. 
Um, and then the, the third thing is to actually do the flip side of that. And, and they're the ones that are on Schoology all day long. And they are, you know, a month and a half in, they're, they're really now getting the hang of what they're supposed to be doing. So, um, so I, I actually sometimes really lean on them and expect that they are going to know um, what they're supposed to be doing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trusting them. At the same time, I'm not trusting. It's kind of like that old, that old adage, you know, um, trust but verify. <laughs> so I am uh, I'm listening to them and I'm learning from them a lot of times, too, because they may have glitched out. My daughter calls it glitching. Everything's a glitch. Right. <laughs> uh, so we glitched out yesterday and um, now I'm having a, a problem today. I'll say, OK, well, how did you solve it yesterday? Um, and I may be learning from her something that I didn't know how to do. So kind of those three things. I think that's a really unique opportunity as well to have an exchange with your children to say, well, show me what's going on. Show me what's inside of your Schoology. It's, it's the modern day version of tell me about your day at the dinner table. Like, <laughs> yes. well, why don't you show me what's, what's happening and how did you overcome that? And it might lead into something where they're actually talking about what's going on inside of there um, and inside of their online day, uh, which we might not see because we're busy working ourselves or don't understand it. Um, Something else to add is that uh, as a school district, we also provide a remote support hotline as well. So as parents are trying to navigate or even students are navigating, if they come up against something, if they glitch out and it's something that they can't solve, uh, we do have people standing by to be able to support them. Uh, so we started a remote support hotline, having heard from parents um, at the beginning of this school year, having heard from them last spring. So we launched that in the fall as well. So hopefully that that's a really good support for them. Um, moving forward. So when things do glitch out and our kids get frustrated or we get frustrated, what's our best approach to that? I mean, I know I wanted to just throw my hands up, but we can't do that. Kate, my kids are a little bit older, so I feel like, you know, I'm walking them through, um, you know, I, I start with take a breath and then tell me what you're trying to do. And then let's, you know, start from the beginning, go back to that link, walk me through. Um, and I just constantly tell them, you know, not to get frustrated. But your kids are a little bit younger and they, I don't know, are they going off the handle quicker, do you think? Well, I have to give a shout out to um, Mrs. Grady at Radnor Elementary School because I feel like she has taught me something that now we're using in our house that does make a difference. And maybe it's a little bit more of an elementary version of what you just described, Darla. But, um, you know, when, when things start going wrong, the first thing we do is put our hands on our head and take a couple deep breaths. And it really does give me a minute to think about how I want to approach the technical issue that might be happening. And it um, just calms the situation down. So we have been using that. Um, I do have to say I'm incredibly impressed at the speed which kids adapt to this new world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things that seem really stressful to me in the moment, sometimes will just roll off their back. Um, and we do, you know, use a lot of positive reinforcement for getting through, sailing through a technical challenge without breaking down or, or melting down. And I would say as we've been going and the teachers are getting better at um, 
at also troubleshooting from from behind the screen, which is an amazing skill that they're bringing to the table. And the kids are getting better at knowing the ins and outs of the of the tools. You know, we're also getting better at managing those moments. Um, as yeah, a, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's where we are in this world right now. Is are you and I, Kate? When we started, you know, our school careers, we barely had schools with computers. I mean, they were they were an oddity. Um, I remember actually the first computer that came into my elementary school. Um, these kids, it's like water to them. In fact, there's studies out there that say people. Uh, there are people who would rather go without water for a day than go without their phone, which is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, these kids are living in a world where technology is, it, it's its what happens. It's not something, it's not a part of their day. It is their day. So I think um, one of the best things that we can do is help them just learn to focus and filter. Focus when you need to, filter all the other stuff out. And, you know, one of my clients a long time ago told me something that just really makes sense in this situation and a whole lot of other situations. Um, this was a nurse and she told me, look, nothing is life and death except for life and death. And what our kids are going through, you know, they're safe, they're, they have all the support, Kate, like you said, from all these different adults, caring adults around them in the school system. And um, we're gonna keep them safe, we're gonna keep them learning. Um, it's not life and death. You know, if you, if you miss a class because the link is down, it's okay. We'll make it up. You'll figure it out. It's okay. So I think that's what we want to remind parents and, you know, the children who love them. <laughs> I really appreciate that perspective from both of you as well. And I think that's a characteristic that we're beginning to see built up in the kids due to online learning is this idea of resiliency, that they're able to overcome these hurdles and they're developing more uh, self-regulation and organization and management skills because, they have to do that right now. So that's, I'm glad you're reinforcing that in, inside of your home. And I wanna thank you both for, for joining us today. And Darla, you've published an article recently online. And if it's okay with you, we'll share that out alongside of our podcast on the website. Uh, what's the, can you tell us the title of that article? Absolutely, it's, um, I appreciate you sharing it. I did write it for the, <laughs> I don't work in the school environment, but I did write it for my uh, people who I know who are teachers and and families who have a lot of students at home or even, you know, just more than one student. So mm -hmm. it's called Non-Techie Help to Upgrade Your Home Internet Speed. I promise you it's not a techie article, even <laughs> though it gives you some of the words you might want to use if you do end up calling Verizon or Comcast. You'll know just a little bit more before you make that phone call. Well, that sounds perfect. And we'll post that online uh, right alongside of this podcast. So for me, major takeaways in here is setting up a good and strong and healthy workstation, having a good set of headphones in there, and then obviously making sure that internet works. And when we're looking at the internet, making sure that we have both coverage and speed. So we're supporting multiple people online who can access from any place in the household. And tips for success include logging in early. And as Kate shared, putting your hands on your head, but that just means taking a deep breath, but also being able to focus and filter. So I want to thank you both for joining us today and talking about the Connected Home. I'm sure there'll be plenty more conversations and we might even have a future follow-up episode. So thank you both for joining us. Thanks. Thank you.